celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Fournette just went 90 yards. There's the icing on the cake as they lay it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. It is Monday, September 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy whose bio has listed under hobbies, going for two, (laughs) J.P. Shadrick. Oh, welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. The day after a Jaguars loss in Houston in week two. I'm J.P. Shadrick. And we've got, I'm the only one in the studio today. We go down to South Florida, as always. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer, with us. What's up, Pete? Okay, Pete's not with us. Uh, we go to <laughs> we go to the Monday Night Football site, New York MetLife Stadium. The Browns and the Jets tonight, and Tony Vaselli has the call on Westwood One as the analyst. Hi, Tony. Hello, JP. How are you doing today? Uh, good. You look lovely there by yourself. Thanks, man. It's nice and quiet in here today. Good to Very be peaceful. here. Um, so I uh, thought I heard Pete. Pete, are you there? I am there. Can you hear me? We got you, man. This is technology at its finest. It is. So, so <laughs> I wouldn't so go that far. Vaselli's doing the game first. tonight, huh? Yeah, Vaselli's <laughs> moving up to the big chair tonight, Tony. Yeah, it's uh, Kurt Warner for whatever reason couldn't make it here tonight, so I got the Monday night duties. It's uh, it'll be fun. Always fun to do Monday night. I wish Sam Darnold didn't have mono. It'll be a little bit more fun, but uh, it'll still be an interesting game. Yeah, we'll get to that game coming up when we go around the National Football League tonight and get your thoughts on the, the Browns-Jets matchup. Here's what's coming up on the show today. Doug Marone coming up at 4.30. We will carry his press conference live. It's the normal day after presser. We'll see what he has to say a day after the decision to go for two and the win. We'll break down that decision and the play call that came with it. Some sideline issues yesterday, too. The head coach and the cornerback. Going at it. Defensive bounce back game a little bit yesterday. We'll break down the defensive play. Your social questions in the second hour will go around the National Football League as well. So, let's start with the decision. Yes, the Jaguars got into the end zone on that final drive, finally. But, do you go for two? Do you go to overtime? Uh, Pete, what do you make of that decision yesterday to go for two points? And we'll, uh, we've lost Pete. Hey, Tony, what do you think yeah. of the decision to go for two? I mean, JP, it was um, – I understand that why he did it. I said on the broadcast yesterday um, as we were getting ready and they were kind of going through it, Texans called timeout. Uh, and I sat there and I, I said I wouldn't do it. I would go for – I kicked the field goal, and this is why. You have a great defense who's playing great, by the way, that day. Yep. The Texans had one touchdown. The only touchdown they had was on a Gardner Minshew fumble, and they got the ball to the 11-yard line, and they struggled. It took fourth down to get in. So they weren't moving the ball. You have a great kicker in Josh Lambeau. And so I think the advantage in the kicking game is on the Jaguar side. And then in the fourth quarter, Gardner Minshew was hot. He just got down. You have all the momentum. And so I would have played in overtime and uh, took my chances. Yeah, I mean, the the – the momentum, I get why he did it, though. They had not moved the ball most of the day, right? They're finally there. 
the chances of driving the field yet again a third time if you win the coin toss or, you know, even though he's playing well. I get why I did it. I, I can get why you don't do it. I, I kind of feel both sides of this thing. I was kind of torn when this thing happened last night and thinking about second. it after you the game. You can't ride the fence. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fence riding, man. I'm riding the fence hard on this one. This is, uh, this is a tough one. It well, just so feels let's, like- say, let's say he – it's interesting. Since 2001, um, I saw in the NFL that – to the two-point conversion plays have been converted at a 47.8% clip. Okay. So that averaging 9.8 per, uh, 0.98 per, uh, points per play. So less than the field uh, extra point. Yet yeah. when you move the you take the odds and you move the extra point back, it's like a one for one almost. It's almost equal to the total amount of points you get from that play. Hmm. Um. So I, there's like analytics you could look into, and it's probably almost a flip of the coin on the analytics, and that's where I think you have to go with how you feel in the moment. And so Doug felt, because the offense hadn't, like you said, hadn't moved the ball most of the game, that it was best that they um, go for two. So let's say you go for two, and let's say I could get on board with that, because I think mm-hmm. maybe it is a flip of the coin. Yeah. My gut said no. Doug's gut said yes. He's the head coach, so you go with the head coach's gut. Um, I don't like the call. At all, then. The play call, because, then. Yeah, the play call. Because if you're going to go with, you know, what the team has done up to that point, they hadn't run between the tackles at all. Correct. I mean, they'd struggled all day between the tackles. Leonard Fournette did not have a good day. The offensive line did not have a good day uh, blocking in the run game. What do you and do, so then? What do you I, do, like, then? I would have put, put the ball in Gardner Mitchell's hands and, like, dial up something there, a run-pass option. Um, whatever it is, I don't know, whatever they have in the playbook. I just, so I, I wouldn't have made the two point. I wouldn't have gone for two. I'd have played for overtime. Um, with that said, if you're going to go for two, I don't. We've lost Tony. We'll uh, get back to Tony, Pete, and on all the rest coming up uh, here in just a few minutes. And that is the big question of the day is the decision, the play call that came with it. And the Jaguars had to lose that ball game to find out. 13-12, the final score. The drive was impressive to get down there as well. They had had a field goal drive the drive before that, which was really one of their longest of the day. But then Gardner Minshew engineers a 68-yard drive, two fourth-down conversions on that drive, including a fourth-down run by Leonard Fournette, fourth and one. He barely got there. It was reviewed, and um, it was upheld that he got the first down. The drive continued. There were a handful of incompletions in a row to get to a fourth and 10 play. And then Minshew used his legs to get 18 yards to keep the drive alive again. They finally got down the end zone. You know, it wasn't Elway-like, but it was effective. And it got in the end zone. It was a big moment for a rookie quarterback. And Pete Prisco is with us on the phone line now from South Florida. We're talking now, Pete, about that the drive to get the touchdown at the end by Gardner Minshew. It wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't quite Elway, but Boy, it was effective, wasn't it? Yeah, and look, he did his job. I mean, you, you, you put yourself in a position to, to go win the football game, and he did that. And, and i got to give him a lot of credit for that. I, look, it wasn't a great performance by him, but it wasn't awful either. And, and, and the kid plays with a swagger. He gave him the ball in the moment, he went and got the touchdown. I, I was, you know, impressed with that. What I wasn't impressed with was going for two. I hated it. You don't like and that. I'll be honest about it. No. I said the same, I mean, like I said the same thing. I said the exact same thing. I mean, why put – and I go back to 1995. I had the same argument with Tom Coughlin once for going for two. Remember, Tony, when you guys did it in uh, Tampa? In Tampa. It was in Tampa, yeah. It was a little different scenario. Yeah. We weren't a very good team. And 
and uh, we were on about a four or five game losing streak. I mean, this is a team that had plans or has plans. It's not over by any means. It's only two games of winning the division, going to the playoffs. So it's two different things. And it's a team playing with its backup quarterback. So, Pete, I'm with you. I wouldn't have gone for two. But I understand why Doug did it based on the situation. What I dislike even more is the actual play call. And before I got cut off, JP, we were talking about it. If you look at the play call, they hadn't run the ball all day. They barely got fourth in inches. Right, on the same drive. And the same drive. I mean, and it was a struggle. And Leonard Fournette wasn't, I don't think, was running great. And I don't think the offensive line was blocking great. I got asked earlier this morning, is it Leonard Fournette or is it the offensive line? My answer is it's both. And so I go with the hot hand if I'm if I'm going to go for two, which I wouldn't have. Go with Gardner Minshew. Put it in his hand. Have a run pass option. Let the guy improvise. He has swagger. And I disagree with you as well, Pete. You say he, he didn't play great. Under the situation and what they were asking him to do early, I think like I thought he played really well because when they put the ball in his hands and said now we have to open it up and like play offensive football, a little uh, less conservative. I thought he was pretty dang good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was pretty good. I mean, considering it was his first NFL start, he was darn good. I mean, I'm not going to take it away from the kid. I just, I mean, what you know, he got hit and he got sacked and he got holding penalties to come out from under, so it wasn't him. I mean, I I like what I've seen from him so far. Uh, back to the two-point play. I just never put it on one play. I just don't. I, I think if it was a 45-44 game at that moment and you hadn't stopped him at all all day, then I would understand it. I'd get it. But in that low-scoring game where the Texans had done almost nothing offensively, why not take your chances with overtime? Your defense is the one that has the advantage, not – not your offense. And so, I, I, for me, I didn't like the ball at all. You, you never know what's going to happen in overtime. Maybe you run back the kick, or you know, defense makes a play, or your offense breaks a big one somehow. Somebody misses a tackle. You just don't know how that overtime. Well, look what happened in Denver. It was crazy. They went for two, they got it, and still lost the game. It was the same exact scenario, which is nuts. Thirteen to twelve with thirty seconds to go, and they get the two-point conversion and still lose. That's nuts. Uh, that it happened yeah. twice in the same day. It's the first time I think that's happened since 19, what, 90-something or 94 or something like that. It's crazy. It really is. But, hey, they didn't get it. Uh, now, this this was a run-pass option play on the two-point play, though, right, Tony? I mean, by definition is what that was. Now, the look might have caused him to say, hey, we're running this thing here no matter what, but I think there were there were options on that play. That was an RPO design play. Well, JP, also, the running back didn't exactly plow through there. Correct. Correct. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I, now I saw it on the TV. I still haven't watched the tape yet, but it didn't look like he actually barreled through there to get the touch, I mean, to get the two-point play. That's the game on the line. you got to do everything in your power to get through there. I didn't think, I didn't think he ran hard through there. It seemed to be uh, there was a little bit of that throughout the day, though, Pete. It wasn't just on that play with him. No, you know, no, not at all. Hey, look, that's a game they probably should have won or could have won with a backup quarterback. Think about that for a second. That's a high-flying offense. You have a backup quarterback making his first start. You have two kids playing on the offensive line against J.J. Watt, hmm. and you had a chance to win the game. They're right there. That's a plus. But you're only two. So, I mean, you got to look at it from that standpoint. You are what your record says you are. Hey, uh, we're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back. 
and delve into the Jaguars' defense yesterday and how they played and bounced back from a tough performance in week one. A little bit later, about 4.30 today, we'll carry Doug Marone's day after press conference live. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low-price leader, Floor & Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor & Decor. We came in under budget. Way under uh, budget. It's way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money and make your house look great? I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Floor & Decor, two Jacksonville area locations. Or visit floorandecor.com. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's what it really comes down to, you know. Uh, you know, there are a lot of plays out there that we can get, you know, that we, we could have made that would have, you know, put us in a better position to win the game. So, you know, I'm not going, you know, feel like this was good enough because it wasn't, you know. But at the same time, 
you know, we're going, we're trending in the right direction. We're going to, you know, we're getting better, you know, and if, and if we play the way we're capable of playing, we're going to win a lot of ball games, you know. Just take out and take it, you know, one play at a time. That's Calais Campbell in the locker room in Houston yesterday after the Jaguars fell 13-12 to the Houston Texans. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans, J.P. Shadrick in Jacksonville, Tony Baselli at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey for Monday Night Football, Pete Prisco in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're all over the place today, and I think everybody's back. Tony, are you back? I'm here. Can you hear me? We've got you. Pete, are you back? I am here. We are all on the same program together right now. There we go. Um, Much better. So it was a defensive bounce back. I'd say that. That's a fair statement. There were some sideline issues and all that. We'll delve into those as we go along. But it seems like they got past those and continued to play good defense the rest of the football game. Do you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, I think they played great defense. I thought they were outstanding all day. I mean, if you look at the performance, you're talking about a team that was playing against Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and two really good backs, um, and they held them to 13 points. Seven of those came from a short field. They got the ball at the 11-yard line. So, overall, it was really good. Now, you could break down some instances that, you know, in some parts of the game that might concern you a little bit, i.e. the run uh, defense in between the tackles was not great. Um, that's concerning. And so uh, they got to clean that up, especially coming Tennessee Titans coming to town. We know what they've done the last couple of years against this team. But overall, you give up 13 points in today's NFL, and one of those being a short field against a team like the Texans, you had a good day. Yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line is the defense was awful in week one, and the defense looked like a defense we expected to see in week two. Offensively, they were good. Not, I mean, they weren't good enough. And 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 the, Tony, the offensive line had a great week one. They looked like just from the TV that they struggled a little bit more, which is why they obviously they moved the ball consistently. Yeah, I mean, I think they. Yeah, that's fair, Pete. But they're all they're playing against a very good defensive front. Number one, much better than Kansas City. Um, and they struggled in the run game, which is going to make the pass game that much harder. Now, I don't think they played great in the past game. I mean, the running game against Kansas City either. That's a concern for me. Now, you can blame whoever you want, you know, but I don't think it's all the offensive line. I think it's a combination of offensive line tight ends, and I think Leonard Fournette needs to run better. I think he needs to be more decisive. Yeah, I mean – Did he not run Did he not run the same way? Well, I, after watching the tape, I thought he could have been more decisive against the Chiefs too. I agree. I mean, and again, it's, you know, they're, they're, what was it, the short yardage play? It looked like he took about five choppy steps before he even, uh, you know what I mean, before he even got to the line. Yeah, I think that's fair, Pete. I think he did. Is this, though, the same conversation we've had about him for now the third year? Yes. At what point is that who he is? Well, it might be who he is, and that's fine. He's That means he's uh, – a, a nice back. He's a guy that can help and be a part of what you want to do. But are you going to build the whole offense around him? I don't. Right now, I'd say no. Um, and it, I think it and probably is. I think, I, I think I think Armstead needs. I think I'd get Armstead some reps. Why wouldn't you play Armstead a little bit? Well, the whole idea. The whole idea was to get Leonard more reps, right, and to make him become a three-down back and and carry the offense and be the guy and get him in the passing game. And I think he missed like five snaps or something yesterday. He was out there all the time again. I don't think did Armstead even play? No, no, I don't think he did. 
And, and JP, is he? Is he? You're, so what you're trying to say is he's their version of Barkley and and Gurley. Well, not Gurley anymore, but Elliot. Right. He's that, your version of that. Well, I'm going back to what John D. Filippo said in the off season. Well, they they talked right, and he wants to be a star player in this league. Well, star players in the league play a lot of football. They don't come out tapping their helmet after first down. So he's going to play second, third downs this year. That seems to be the case to me. Well, and, and look, he's been better in the passing game. I'll give him that. There's no, I, I agree yeah. with that. Yes, yeah, he's improved in that area. But I mean, as far as just put your foot in the ground and going, it it just isn't there. It it doesn't look like he's good at that. I mean, and and that's instinctive at times too. You know, in college, the the, the lane opens, you go, you run over a, a linebacker, or a defensive back, and off you go. Big play. This is the NFL. That doesn't happen that often. We'll see. I mean, now as this thing goes along, if he gets bumps and bruises and banged up a bit, you know, maybe obviously you adjust that a little bit. But so far he's been um, – has a clean bill of health two games in, you know, which is well, – I mean, listen. Who pops I mean, through the hole faster, the rookie or him? Well, we haven't seen we haven't the rookie seen very the rookie. much. Yeah. Well, he ran last week, right? Just one rush. Yeah, one I mean, long. Leonard Fournette. Leonard, Leonard Fournette has 15 carries in this game in the, against the Texans for 47 yards at 3.1 a pop. I mean, it's not winning. Uh, in my book, that's not winning football. Hey guys, we got to take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, Doug Marone scheduled to have his press conference in just a few moments. We'll carry the first part of that live the day after presser for the Jaguars head coach. Plenty more with. Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco right around the corner as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Kessley Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps, Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. 
Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate serving up more. We're back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. Doug Marone live on a Monday after the loss. I came back, um, flew back in, and obviously came in, uh, watched the film again. And uh, just to kind of recap it, because it's a short week, uh, you know, you went through it. I thought that defensively it was a, a good, um, I don't like to say bounce back game, but I thought they, they, they played well. They did a nice job. I thought... You know, we did a good job versus the quarterback, did a good job against their skill. Thought we could have done a better job versus the run, you know, at certain points in the game. I thought we did tackle better, but I think it's something that we still need to improve on. Um, we still like to get turnovers. We had opportunities, but we really didn't get any turnovers. Uh, there, you know, we had, we had a couple of opportunities that, you know, you wish you can, the ball bounces your way or you can secure, secure it and go. Um, I thought offensively, um, you know, I wish we would have done a better job uh, up front. I think that, you know, those guys will tell you the same thing. Uh, I think our receivers are working hard. I think that, uh, you know, Garner probably wishes he had a couple of those early throws back, you know, which he could have made. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I thought he did a good job extending plays and, and running, um, you know, which you, uh, you don't really like to see that, especially an old, if you're an old ex-line coach, you know. Uh, I thought special team wise, I really thought Logan Cook. I mean, I mean, he's he's really done a nice job. I mean, he's really coming along. He was coming on at the end of the season and going. I think that uh, you know we played the game without five starters. Um, I thought the guys gave great effort. Thought we had a, a ton of intensity about us. That's one of the things we talked about, um, you know, before the game, uh, and we obviously showed it uh, on the field. And we came up short. I think that you know the. The call at the end of the game, I can only tell you what, what went into it. You know, you, we think about, you know, this a lot. One of the situations that we talk about every week is, hey, listen, we're going for two to win the game. What's going to be our call? You know, and we have a bunch of two-point two play calls on the sheet. And um, like I said before, I, I, I thought about it prior to the drive with the different scenarios. And then we were just, you know, if they were going to come with pressure, we were going to be able to throw the football. And, you know, if they weren't going to come with pressure, we were going to give the ball to, to Leonard and, and run. I thought we had a, a great chance either, either which way what they wanted to do. I love the play. It looked good all week. We just, uh, at the end of the day, didn't get enough push, you know, up front. That's really when you look at it on film. You know, I wish we were able to get more push. I'm sure the players did. Um, you know, there's only one angle, 
which is amazing about the NFL. There's only one camera, you know, to look at, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we need to continue to keep working. Uh, it's a crazy league. A lot of crazy stuff goes on. And, um, you know, I, as long as we continue to put in the work, you know, sooner or later it's going to start falling away and, and um, we continue to get better. And, and I see that. There's some guys, you know, there's a lot of good stories. They're hard to write when you don't win. You know, Trey Herndon, guys that stepped up, you know, came in there and played. You know, Quincy made some good plays. I thought Smoot played his butt off, you know, played real hard. Taven, you know, got some movement, uh, you know, did some things. Um, and there's a lot of good stories in there. But, again, they're, they're only good stories when you win. And that's what we've got to continue to do. What, uh, what have you, uh, has the team decided any, any repercussions whatsoever for Jalen with his altercation with you on the sideline? No. Those things, I mean, those things happen. They happen all the time. I mean, they really do. I think now they're they're a little bit more publicized, but ever since I you know played, you know, there's always stuff that goes on during the course of the game. Um, just to, I know when I was a line coach, they didn't see a lot of them though, you know, because no one was really in on them. <laughs> but you know, those things occur, and you know, it's 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 a high intensity um, profession. You know, there's a lot of emotion that goes on. Um, I'm sure you guys know, just as fans, you know, when you see the fans in the, in the stands, you know. Um, you know, they're playing in a the game, they're locked in. Like I said before, uh, we had a lot of intensity going into that game. We knew it was going to be a tough game. It was going to be on the road. We wanted to match that intensity. Um, you know, with, with, you know, with obviously with, you know, the Texans, you know, coming off that, that tough loss that they had. And, you know, we, we had it all. We were all jacked up. But have you, have you talked to Jalen since? Today we gave the players off, you know. But I talked to the players after the game. I talked to the whole team. I'm in the locker room. You guys see that. So I talked to everyone after that. We didn't have any personal discussions. Um, like I said, I, you know, there's so much work to do on a short week, and the players were off today that I didn't talk to really any player. You, you, you don't Outside have, of just maybe hello or passing them by. I've been in meetings all day. Do you have like concerns, though, how that looked, though, when you know this is on national television and they're showing replays this morning that, you know, you yeah, I don't, go to the bench and the confrontation? And, no, I think – no, I don't. I don't. I didn't see it, so I don't. You know, like I said, I have to get ready for the short week. Um, you know, do you like that being on? Uh, you know, when you don't win games, that that stuff's going to be on. You know, that that's going to be it's going to be part of the thing that that people are going to talk about. You know, when you win, a lot of times everyone just moves on and talk about the win. It's just the way it is. Not normally. I mean, you see that kind of stuff, but generally not with a head coach and a player a lot of times and. Guys kind of had to be separated a little bit there. Did it get to a level that it never should have gotten between you guys? No, you guys saw what happened. I mean, you know, he wanted, he felt that the the ball was on the ground and wanted to throw the challenge flag. You know, and you know we have a, a process of what we do with the challenge flag, and he was upset about it. I mean, that, that's exactly what happened. That's, that was really he was angry that you didn't challenge him on, yeah. on his word. That was the bottom line for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I was. I can't, first of all, I can't hear if anyone says anything from the field because I have double headsets on, and I'm waiting to hear from the guy up top or any of the coaches on the sideline that you know they can confirm it. it was early in the game, um, you know, was it a first down? Yes, it was a three-yard play. Um, I just want to make sure that we can confirm, you know, that it was, um, and then you know if it's confirmed, you know, then I'm going to throw it. But you know, it's tough, and um, you know, I've told the players of this and. Um, in the preseason, 
during camp, you know, with the OPI, DPI stuff. I said, look, guys, this is the way, this is the way we do it here. You know, this is what we do. Um, and, again, it's tough because, you know, my experience as a head coach, if I listen to, to that quite a bit, even coaches, I'm not just saying just play, even coaches on the sideline, you need a challenge, you need a challenge. Coaches, in my experience, have been worse than players about it. That's the truth, okay? Um, you're going to lose a lot of timeouts and lose a lot of challenges. So that's, um, that's a tough call. And then, you know, it came back, and um, I guess no one told me that Gene, Gene came on TV and said they wouldn't have overruled it. So I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a tough call. I didn't see it. Gene Fournette came on national TV and said he wouldn't have overruled it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The real wailing and gnashing of teeth in the community today is, is the two-point conversion call. Sure. Um, you uh, you mentioned that the offensive line has been struggling all day, and Leonard had a tough time getting anything going. The, the thing is, why do we why do we go to him in that situation, especially in the last drive when it seemed like Gardner really had the Texan defense on their heels a little bit off balance? Well, he was running a lot, you know, saying scrambling, you know, making plays with his feet. Right. Um, it's a great question. I mean, you know, we came into it. Um, I just felt that, you know, we work all week on a call. Um, we do can we can change it, obviously, during the course of the game. Uh, we thought that the defense that they had given us was going to give us a great chance, and we came up a couple inches short. I mean, you know, a lot of times people ask you the question, hey, would you do it all, uh, over again? Well, obviously not. You know, I mean, if you don't make it, you're not going to do it over again. Uh, would you run a different play? Uh, if I knew I wasn't going to make it, yeah, of course I would. You know, so it's it's very difficult. We put a lot of work and a lot of time into these decisions of of what we're going to do, um, and at the time, it's my call, and I just felt that was the best decision for our team. Um, and and at the end of the day, it's it's simple to you know it's easy to sit there and say you're wrong, and I don't I don't disagree with that. When you don't make it, you're wrong. I'm not denying that. All right, there's head coach Doug Marone. The uh, full press conference will be available soon on Jaguars.com. Jaguars happy hour continues. J.P. Shadrick. Pete Prisco's down in South Florida. Tony Baselli at MetLife Stadium in New York. No repercussions for Jalen Ramsey. What do you think, Tony, Pete? Tony, what do you think? Uh, I, I agree with it. I mean, the way I look at it is um, – it was a heated moment. It happens. Um, I've been involved in them. It's never a good look when uh, it gets caught, and it usually doesn't happen with the head coach. The reality is, is if you were an offensive line uh, huddles on the sideline and players going back and forth and, and some of the conversations that are had with coaches, you know, it, it, it's not a great look, but it happens. Doug's right. It's an intense moment. There's fiery people. You, you're asked to play with emotion. You're asked to go out there and lay it on the line. And that doesn't just get turned off. My bigger issue is not the confrontation. Now, Jalen, you know, came close to crossing the line. You don't lay hands on each other. You don't push or anything like that. And I don't think he did. He kind of swatted away, dumped hand, whatever. I worry about this team and the lack of some self, self-control and, and, their, and controlling their emotions and how they react to things. I mean, we're talking about a three-yard challenge. And – he was out of he got he lost it and it's the first I mean, quarter of a game it's not like it's the, the fourth quarter i mean you, you know? go you go to miles jack and he lost control of his emotions you go back to last year we saw it and so it's not the confrontation that's not a big deal i mean that happens pete you've been around this league forever i mean 
let's not forget the greatest player possibly in the history of this game and quarterback uh, Tom Brady and Bill O'Brien were at each other's throats when Bill O'Brien was the coordinator, screaming and going after each other. And so, yeah, this Tony, is a, I get it. There, there are always complications on the sideline, plenty of them. But it's rare when it's a head coach. I agree with that part. Right? I mean, if it's now, a head coach, it looks way worse than if it's the assistant coach. It I mean, does. it tells I, me I, I that the there, there's did. not a. They don't just, that's a, a lack of respect for your head coach, if you ask me. Well, I guess what I don't like, here's what I don't like. Because as a player, you never want to be shown up by your head coach in the media or on the field or anything like that. And so if you don't want that as a player, then you can't do that to the head coach. You can't show him up. And I thought that was a little bit disrespectful yeah, from and that, that standpoint. And remember, this started as that drive continued. Uh, Jalen started yelling at the sideline at Doug after a play to Kenny Stills. that got another first down later in the drive. It was right over in front of the bench. And it just kind of spilled over at the end of that drive after the field goal there. So it started out on the field, um, and then it carried over to the sideline. Yeah, Did Doug get back on over there, Tony? Uh, that's well. I mean, that's Doug. I mean, Doug's a fiery guy, ex NFL. I mean, ex offensive lineman. He was he wasn't going to back down. Um, well, what, what's I he would, going over it for? To tell him to stop it, or to tell him to quit showing me up? What? What's that's the question? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think. Conference. Yeah, I don't think anything. I'm not saying I would have done any different because I'm a fairly emotional person too. I don't think it benefits. I would have handed it after the game. Um. And I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have suspended Jalen or anything like that. But we'd have a long talk, and the conversation about the head coach, would I would ask Jalen a very simple question: Jalen, you want me to show you up when you make a mistake on the field, when you ran the ran, wrong coverage and uh, Sammy Watkins running down the field? You want me to stand, you know, on the sidelines and raising my hands and screaming at you and coming up and and talking down to you because you made a mistake and you did something I didn't like? I mean, every time you do something wrong, you want me or that I disagree with. You want me to show you up on TV and in front of everyone. The answer is me, no. Okay, then I ask for the same thing. Don't do. Don't it's do respect. That it's respect. It's respect because because if we're it needs to be mutual respect. If you're not going to do that, then we're going to have a problem. I'm the coach. You remember, and it's my you way. remember anybody ever doing that to Tom? I remember one player going after Tom on the sideline. Who was, Who it? was it? I don't remember. I don't want to say. Come on, Tony. Refresh my memory. I once you mentioned his name, I'll, 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 I'll tell you the game. It was a regular season game in nineteen ninety-seven, maybe. Yeah, ninety-seven in Denver. Ninety-seven or ninety-eight in Denver. No, maybe it was a playoff game. But it was in Denver. I know that. It was an offensive lineman. Brian DeMarco. No. <laughs> Why I don't remember what it was. No, it's Cersei. Remember Cersei was screaming. Something happened. Now, it was not face-to-face, but it was screaming at each other as he was walking towards the offensive, where the offensive line group was. I mean, that was the closest I ever saw. And I don't even remember what it was about. But it was over. I mean, Cersei sat down. But it wouldn't over. have been like – it wouldn't have got to this point. And, and, no. and Tony, when I'm – no, when I'm watching the game yesterday and I'm with guys down there in the studio – the first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that's out of everybody's mouth is, here they go again. Yeah, that team is out of control. And that's where the concern is. I mean, that's, it's just another example of what has happened 
in terms of the lack of discipline on the football team. Well, and it's hard to argue. It's hard to defend. Um, I mean, I, I, it's not a good look. And it wasn't good. I mean, I agree with Doug. It happens. It happens with assistant coaches all the time, and I think it's fine. Not a big deal. But where it is a big deal, I think it's a bigger deal with the head coach. Um, I just don't like showing up your coach or having that kind of disrespect because as a player, and as a former player, and I know every player feels the same way, you never want to be showing up by your coach in front of everybody. Could you imagine? Could you imagine no. if Doug Marone or Todd Walsh did that to Jalen Ramsey? After, right. After uh, after he dropped the interception, say right. After he dropped interceptions, or after he blew coverage in Kansas City. Yeah. And, Let and me ask just you, lost you... control on the sidelines, just screaming at him and just running up and down. No bad luck. Would you, let me. Ask, do you believe him that he didn't talk to him after the game? Or during, or or today, or whenever. I guess. Well, I, I mean, I mean, if yeah, I'm on, I mean, if I'm the head coach of that team and that happened, and I'm on the plane, I go have a little chat with him in the back, and I walk back there and I say, "Hey, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Let's let's hash this out." Nothing. Zero. Oh, I wouldn't do it on the plane. I'd say you All need right, to come see me it before you get on the plane. Before you get on the no, bus, I, 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 I would do it. In the, I'd do my office. I'd let, I'd let everyone calm down. Everyone sleep. I'd let myself calm down because I'd, I'd want to lose it. Um, <laughs> and I'd bring him in the lo- I'd bring him in my office and say, let's have a conversation. On, but the and, and, and then I'd bring him in today. So you need to come see me today. I would too. I would too. I mean, I'm, I'm I, I, part, of me, part of me says I would, part of me says I'd drive and I'd address it in front of the whole team and say, listen, guys, this is, uh, we're not going to do this. Well, it's, it's not, not like it's, that's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not what we're going to be. It's not like it's a secret anymore. I mean, it's all over national television and it's everywhere right now. I mean, I was just watching, like, because I got the TV on next to me in the uh, booth, and I think yeah, it's ESPN's on doing pregame stuff for the Monday night game. And they did like four downs. You know what the fourth down topic was? Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone. They showed, they just broke it down and showed the whole thing. What are some other notable ones? Uh, Keyshawn, I guess, right? On the sideline. How about Odell? Was it? How about Odell Beckham and Tom on the sidelines at the uh, yep. Giants game? Wasn't there something that happened there? Pete? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tom and him got into it. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of them over the years, but yeah. mostly though it's with assistant coaches. That's the thing that stands out. So, you know, a guy might walk by a head coach and give him a few chirping on the way by, but it's never to this degree. Yeah, like that's Herrera. like like I brought up Leon Cersei. That there was a screaming match as they walked by, and right. I'd be stop and scream something back with you. Just keep on going. And listen, I did it. I mean, everyone did that. I mean, at some point, I mean, you're hot, you're bothered, you're you get mad. I mean, that Buffalo was the closest Doug, I ever saw. Cody, him Buffalo Doug would have carried this through more. I think. I don't know if it's a different what, guy. What do you mean? He would have. He would have gotten the media and said, "Look, I'm not going to tolerate this. I already talked to him. I told him the video." But this, this, the dog that was out there today he seemed almost resigned to the fact that okay, he did it. Let's move on. I mean, I know it's a short week, but you got. I mean, look, Tom wouldn't have let it go. What would you have done, Pete? Well, wait, wait a second, Pete. Hold on. I would have called Pete. him in as soon as he's dressed Tom, after I, the game. Time out. I go Pete. Talk you said him. something there. I want to address real quick. You said Tom wouldn't have let it go. When the, what do you do to OD? What do you do to Odell? There was no repercussion for Odell after that instance, was there? I don't remember being one. 
I'm sure he had brought him into the office, had a little chat well, with him. But, yeah, but Doug might have done that too. He just didn't tell us. Yeah, well, I hope he did. If he didn't, I don't. I guess Doug seems, I don't know, a changed man maybe, and, and a little, and maybe maybe he's matured as a coach, but he just doesn't seem as hot headed as he used to be. Well, the biggest thing is there's two things: you get hot on the sidelines, you, but you have to have. I mean, it's okay. I mean, we saw Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur going at it about some coverage or whatever. It's okay to have like intense conversations back and forth. It's fine, Correct. but when it it gets to it being out of control and to the level that it was, it's too much, especially with the head coach. Like you have to be separated. I mean, that's just. I'm not saying it never happens, and I'm not saying I would suspend Jalen. I just it's a bad look, and to me, it's the problem. The bigger problem is is not like the result, but it's the lack of controlling your emotions. I mean, guys, this started off a the difference of challenging a three yard pass. And, and here's the thing that's lost in all this, Tony: the fact that he had a great day covering uh, Hopkins. <laughs> right. Right. Now the focal point goes away from him having a great day against Hopkins to his little incident, and, and you know what I mean. It just it it just takes the focus away from what should be the focus, which is he played very good football. All right, guys. Hey, let's come back. We'll uh, get into crossfire a little bit here. A couple of other topics. We'll delve into Jalen's day between the white lines. Yes, it was a great day against DeAndre Hopkins yesterday for this Jaguars defense, especially. Jalen Ramsey will break down Gardner Minshew's performance a little bit more as well. This Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hungry for something different and delicious during the game? Visit the Daily's Food Truck in the Fan Entertainment Zone near Gate 1. They call it the world's nicest food truck. And at over 48 feet long, it's one of the world's largest as well. Serving daily fresh made-to-order sandwiches, subs, tacos, and desserts before, during, and immediately after the game. You will absolutely love Daly's food and friendly service. Come by and see why the Daly's food truck is the world's nicest. Or just stop by and grab a quick pick for the gram. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace Productivity. 
Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Back, Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. J.P. Shadrick in Jacksonville. Pete Prisco down in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale. Tony Baselli is at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey for Monday Night Football. The Jags dropped a game in Week 2 yesterday, 13-12 to to the Houston Texans. We just heard from Doug Marone as well, the Jaguars head coach. It's time now to play Crossfire. And this could get interesting with our technology today. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just, the you know, I just I don't want you guys to get ro- crossed up. You know? I, mean, I think Pete looks great holding his phone like that. Could you get any closer to the uh, <laughs> camera so we can just see your whole fat face? Well, I don't know, but look at the size of that forehead over there. My God, you could sell real estate on there and you could cut it into about four plots. Are you talking about JP? Yeah, I know. JP is a say, five head. Yeah, no, yours. I don't know what yours is, oh. Tony. It's like it goes like for miles on the top there. I don't know what no, that it's is. It's perfect. It's like right here. Look how far back his eyes are in his head, Pete. Look how. Look how far his eyes are back in his head, Pete. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh yeah. Look at Ross, Ross Tucker's here. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Hey, yeah, what's up, Ross? Yeah. And look how little his head looks compared to yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he, ha- he has a little head. My head's normal. His is little. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I love and, it. and then, of course, you turn around right on JP. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I can take it. Water off a duck's back, man. Just let it roll right off. Um, all right, number one here. Uh, what else can you give Gardner Minshew on offense? How confident are you now to open it up maybe a little bit more? Or well, will that? Yeah, I, I, I said at the end of the show uh, broadcast last night, I would treat him like a veteran or like Nick Foles was back there. Number one, I don't think you're a good enough run team to be conservative. I mean, the first two weeks, the run has not been very effective. It was okay in Kansas City. I'm not sure how good they are against the run. It was awful against the Texans. Um, I w- and I think Gardner Minshew, if anything, has proven he has the capacity to handle a lot. Um, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. Uh, but I would be aggressive with him. I would act like, you know, any other quarterback back there, set it up to his skill set. But um, I wouldn't limit the game plan because Gardner is that quarterback. The play we just showed, the little swing pass out of the backfield to Fournette, that should be your running game. That's the kind of running game they need to go to get him going. Because I'm with you, Tony. When you take a quarterback and you put – here's the play again. When you take a quarterback and you go run, run, pass, I don't care how you know inexperienced you are, you're asking him to fail. It, that's what you're asking him to do. So let him throw on first down a little bit more and, and take 
the predictability of the offense, and then go from there. That's what I would do. I'm in 100% agreement with Tony. Interesting there. Offensive line questions. Uh, sounds like Doug Marone, at least on Twitter, uh, some of the reporters in the press conference said he's expecting Cam Robinson back at left tackle this Thursday. What does that mean for the rest of the offensive line? I, I think you put uh, you put Will Richardson at right guard. Um, I think he's your starting right guard. Uh, he had a little bit more issues. He had a couple of issues um, in uh, the game on Sunday. Uh, Whitney Merciless beat him with a really good spin move. Uh, there was another sack that came from the guy who was blocking. I put that more on Norwell because Norwell got pushed back and forced Gardner to back up, which is if you're backing up, it's really hard to play offensive tackle because you're expanding the, uh, the depth of the pocket. Um, so I think it's a long way of saying, I think uh, Will Richardson still is one of your five best offensive linemen. I put him at right guard and I put uh, Cam back at left tackle and see how it goes. Knowing that you always can move Will out there if Cam struggles. And Tony, when when you looked at the line play, did you watch the tape yet? No, because I, I came right to New York and I'm getting ready uh, for the Jets uh, Browns all day. I, look, he looked like he was the left tackle of the future last week. Yesterday, he didn't look like that, and, and I'm with you. I put him at right guard. I mean, look, he still got talent, but that spin move, he was there in like two and a half seconds. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but Pete, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna bench and take away guys playing left tackle because they get by beat by Whitney Merciless, and there's a long list of guys. They should never play left tackle again. Yeah, but a couple of years ago, he had, four, he had four sacks last year with Merciless. I mean, look, I, I get it. He's an experienced guy. But, so would you keep should, him at left tackle? So are you, are, are you going to bench Armstead, the uh, left tackle for the Saints, too, uh, a no. pro bowler? Because he got beat by Merciless at home. Would you, would you, would you keep him at left tackle? I'm asking the question. Answer the question. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you're killing would you my guy. Would you keep him at left tackle? Would you keep him at left no, tackle? I, I think right now I put – I think he's one of your best five. And I want to see what Cam, where Cam is. So I'd probably give Cam the start on Thursday night, put Will at right guard. But knowing I always can go back to Will at left tackle if Cam struggles. If you put Will at left tackle, could Cam play right guard? Not yet. Maybe no. with more time. I wouldn't do it right now. I would not do that right now. Hmm. Where would you do that? Well, I'm putting, I want to put Cam somewhere he's comfortable. He's played left tackle. He's coming off a knee injury. He does not have a lot of reps. I want to put him somewhere he's mentally comfortable playing. Instead of throwing him in. On a repaired ACL that he's never tested in the inside with bodies all around him, I'd be, I'd be worried about his ability to handle that, just to go out and play and be confident. Cam, of the first couple of years that he played, and I know it was a short a window last year, but if he plays that way, is he better option at left tackle than Will Richardson? Not the way he played the first three games last year, or two games, whatever he played. Again, yeah, see, that's a concern of mine. I agree. But I, I, we're going to find out. Find out Thursday night. Final thought here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had a great game between the white lines, but outside of his play, who would be the second-best defensive player on the field yesterday for the Jags? Quickly. Pete? Uh, I, you know what? Once Quincy Williams got going, I really like what he did. I thought he Me was too. really good. I thought late. I thought early he was kind of out of gaps a couple times, just watching it live and then watching replays. But then I think he really came on. I'll tell you. I agree. We mentioned how well he played. What concerns me, I don't remember calling Miles Jack's name very often. And, and Calais was a little disappointing yesterday. It looked like. Remember, he was well, on I the injury report all week. With yeah, the he's foot. beat up. Yeah, yeah, he's beat up. It was he was not one hundred percent. 
There you have it. We'll uh, delve into the defense a little bit more. Gardner Minshew's day still to come. Crossfire in the books. And the first hour of Jaguars Happy Hour in the books as well. Uh, Pete Prisco down in South Florida. We'll get back with him in a moment. Tony Bell. Tony. What's his name? Tony Baselli is at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm J.P. Shatterk in Jacksonville. We're back with the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. Hey, Jaguars fans, Hilton Hotels of Orlando and the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving you the opportunity to win the ultimate fan experience plus a two-night stay in Orlando. By going to jaguars.com slash Hilton, you can enter to win a chance to attend a Jags game VIP style with club seats, pregame sideline passes, postgame press conference access, and a two-night stay at an Orlando Hilton Hotel. All you have to do to win Hilton's ultimate fan experience is visit jaguars.com slash Hilton to enter. Entrance must be 21 years or older. Void where prohibited. Visit site for full terms and conditions. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low-price leader, Floor Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor Decor. We came in under budget. Way under budget. Way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money? Money and make your house look great. I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Florin Decor, two Jacksonville area locations. Or visit florindecor.com. back second hour of jaguars happy hour on a monday jp shadrick in jacksonville pete prisco in fort lauderdale tony baselli 
MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Jags fell in week two yesterday, 13-12 to the, ten, uh, the Houston Texans is the team the Jaguars played yesterday. Tennessee Titans coming up this Thursday. The Jags are now 0-2, and the Titans 1-1 coming into town Thursday night. Plenty to get to in this hour. A little more defensive talk. Gardner Minshew had a great last drive, at least, last couple of drives. We'll break down his game. We'll get your social questions, and we'll go around the National Football League in a busy day after week two. Um, let's continue our defensive conversation, guys. And, you know, we, we kind of bypassed Ramsey there to get to some other players who played okay, but it's hard to bypass Ramsey's performance for long, and we touched on it earlier, Pete. All the stuff on the sideline overshadowed what he did defensively on DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. Um, Hopkins was pretty much shut down in the game, five catches for 40 yards on eight targets, along of 14, and when it was man-to-man coverage, it was uh, much less than that. He had quite a day against Hopkins, which is what he wanted. Tony, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Tony, yeah, yeah, what do you think? And, and you know what, JP? Uh, if you oh, go back man, and look at the history gone. when they've been matched up together, aside from the one game where, where Hopkins really got him, he's done a really good job on him. I mean, and, and that's the kind of receiver that he matches up well with because he's a longer guy. He's not the quick little intermediate guy, and I think those are the guys that kind of give him trouble. So, he, he, what he, well, Hopkins had the one game where he had like 150 yards on him or something. But the that's last the time. Only one. Yeah. That's the only one. Yeah, that was the last time out. Can I, uh, we never, I want to ask Pete a question about Jalen. Because, uh, I mean, I think we can all agree he played great. It was a very good game. Outstanding. Because I was reading Twitter during the last break, and there's a lot of people that are saying that he should have been suspended. Would you have suspended him, Pete, for a game no. for what he did on the side? No, neither would I. No, no. I would have. I would have had a little chat with him, and I'm the head coach. And you're going to listen to me. You're going to respect me, and you're not going to show me up on the sideline. And if you do it again, I might suspend you. And the next guy who does it, I might suspend him. That's what I would say in my team meeting. I said, "Look, I'm your coach. Show me the respect. I show you the respect. I could, like you said, Tony. He could be flailing his arms out there, going nuts." whenever a play is not made and show them up and he doesn't. So uh, I, I, in fact, most of the time he'll defend his players. So I think, I think that's the conversation I would have with Jalen. And I would tell the team, the next guy that does that, I probably am going to suspend him. So don't show me up. Yeah, I agree. How much did this? I know JP, you were leaning towards suspension. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to set a precedent somehow, right? It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that would have happened if we're talking about it today and if people online are talking about it, right? I mean, um, how much? Yeah, but that's an easy, that's an easy out for people just sit there, suspend them, suspend them. I mean, look, it, it, I understand the yeah. frustration with all that stuff that goes on, which is why the next stand up in the meeting and say, hey, next person who does this, you will be suspended. But the, I guess what we talked about earlier, it's, it's another thing on the list of things that have happened around here, right? Yeah, it's not a good look. I mean, I'm not going to sit here, but it's it's just a. And that's why you got to stand up in the meeting and say that. Stop the crap. Enough's enough. Yeah. We're two games in. We had a season that was a disaster a year ago. This is what Doug needs to say. Our season was a disaster because of the infighting and all the garbage that went on. We're two games in. Cut it out. Knock it off. We're going to go play football. If you don't knock it off, you're going to get suspended. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, nothing coming down the line here, so uh, we'll see what happens on the short week here. Hey, uh, back to defense here. How much did 
did the loss of Unique Ngakwe hurt this team? Did you did you miss any of him yesterday, Tony? Pete? Yeah, I look, he's obviously missed. I mean, the guy's an elite pass rusher. I don't I don't think there's any doubt you miss him. Um but you know, look, when you're hurt, you're hurt. And and when yeah. you got him hurt and you got Calais hurt, and, and that's a big problem. But that shouldn't affect that shouldn't affect the pat, that shouldn't affect the run game, please. No, no, not at all. He's not because he's not no. a great run player. I was they, talking they to never, some, Carlos Hyde should never get eight yards to carry ever. No, I agree. I was talking to some of the coaches and Jaguar personnel before the game about Yannick and him playing, not playing, everything else. And trust me, he wanted to play. And I actually agree with the thought process of not playing him on that. It's a hamstring. And the last thing you want to do is make that a lingering injury that all of a sudden goes from a one-week to 10-day injury, two-week injury. And next thing you know, it's a six- to eight-weeker because it just never heals. So I think it was smart not to play him even if he wanted to play. Would you – is he going to – what's the outlook for this week? Is he going to play this week? Well, if it's up to Yannick, he's going to play. He wants to play. He wants to play every day. Um, will they clear him? I think it'll be t- depending on the on the strength. How much strength is he in there? What can he do? Because you can't afford to lose him for the you know for a six to eight week period on a bad hamstring. Well, I will say this: the team did put out an injury report today. Since they have the short week, they did not practice today. But this would be. Um, an injury report as an estimation since they did not conduct a formal practice. And only D.J. Alexander, who had a hamstring injury in the game, and Josh Oliver with a hamstring injury all season so far, those would have been the only ones not expected to practice today. All the other guys would have been out there, including Ngakwe, Harrison, A.J. Boye, D.J. Chart, Chris Conley, and all the rest. So Would they have been limited? It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It just Got says it. who would have not practiced and who would have then the limitations come later in the day. So there you have it. That's well, an that estimation. Means, that means that they're going to play this week, then. I would think so. Well, I mean, we saw some of this last week, right? And then we saw A.J. Boye pop up with a hip injury on Thursday last week out of nowhere. And he didn't play, didn't travel. So things can happen after I mean, they put the first one out. And then there was talk of Ronnie Harrison not playing. That's right. Now he was put back on the report over the weekend and ended up playing. Right. So, you know. A lot of injuries this early in the year. That's what they were trying to avoid, right? Remember we were gonna we were gonna uh we were gonna practice not practice this uh preseason, not playing the preseason, so we didn't have any injuries. That was the whole point. And, and you know what, Tony? They're not alone either. No, it's the whole league. It goes back to my it goes back to my theory. When you don't practice you get more injuries. I think injuries are going to happen whether you practice or don't practice, Tony. Come on now. So, I, don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if that necessarily equates. I mean, there's no, there's no. You can't say it does. You would like to think that it doesn't, but the poor play definitely equates. Poor play, poor tackling around the league definitely equates to not playing. I'm, I'm with I, I you can, on that. I can say anything I want. First of all. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> yeah, but nine times out of ten, you say it, and nine times out of ten, it's wrong. But that's okay. No, By the way, so. wasn't there a lock last week, JP? There was, yes. There was a lock, and well, they just banged the, the door was, down. Yeah, but it was forgiven because I wouldn't have gone for two. We would have won if we didn't go for two. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
And and isn't there a lock technically this week? Yes. Oh, it's a, no, it's a double lock. It's no. a double lock that will sweep the uh, Titans. Right, but that means you need this game to make that lock. Right, that means you need this game, and that this is essentially another Tony Baselli lock. So basically, they're playing for the credibility of the lock. If, if they don't win, the lock is really have no, cred- have no credibility. If, you, if they don't win this week, your lock is dead. Yeah, you can't even do it again. It's not just You'll the credit, not just the credibility of the lock. It's the credibility of the guy who made the lock too is on the line. That's that right. hurts. It's big. It's big. It's, you don't. Do you, do you feel good about your lock now? Um. Uh, yeah, kind of. No, not really. I don't know. The run game. Well, I mean, history says on a short week, the home team, right? Not last week, and I don't think it's gonna be this week. I think both road teams. The road team won last week in Tampa, going to Carolina. I think the Browns are gonna win tonight here in New York. Well, well I mean, this is yeah. I was going to say it's a different circumstance because you get a backup quarterback, Tony. But yeah. you really don't have a backup quarterback. I mean, you have a backup quarterback, but you had a backup quarterback here too. Uh, what do you say about backup quarterbacks? I said it's a backup quarterback in, in with the Jets, and it's a backup quarterback in Jacksonville. So it's really not that much different. Uh, that's fair. Hmm. Uh, let's move. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's uh, follow up our conversation a little more on the offensive side. Now we got a few minutes here, and uh, Gardner Minshew leading this offense. And you know he had a lot of help around him, guys. The 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 pass catchers, the receivers in this game yesterday played great. Uh, DJ Chark, man, has really stepped up. It seems like and taken a big step this year. Pete, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. He looks like an NFL receiver. I mean, he's, he's running his routes better. He looks comfortable. He doesn't look like he's stinking. He's catching the ball. He, yes. To answer your question, yes. Much that better might, than, than he was. Surprise the, I'll say this. It might be the biggest surprise for me of the season. I didn't see that coming. Why not? Not even little hints of it in the offseason? Because there were hints of it in the offseason, right? He looked good at times. Yeah, but, but remember the uh, preseason games? I mean, I know it was such limited, but there wasn't like there wasn't that moment in the preseason where like, wow. See, if one of was a catch on the sideline that was called back for the hold, they didn't challenge it because it would have been the hold the penalty. Remember? That's true. I, That's I, I fair. Remember that? Yep. Yep. That's fair. Yep. But I'm just saying, I'm happy. I'm I'm like, I'm happy for him. He's uh, he's done a great job. Did he get hurt on the touchdown? It looked well, like he did. Yeah, he's on the report today with an ankle issue. Yeah, he looked like it. So, we'll see about that moving ahead. Is that's he their best idea. receiver? Ooh, that's a good question, right? Conley looks pretty good, too, now, Pete. Yeah, yeah what happened the, to the, He didn't have much in the I, game. He, but he's not getting – He's uh, Minshew doesn't go to him much. He had five targets yesterday. He had a great catch, a, a bogus, completely bogus offensive pass interference call. you got to be kidding me. That was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. If that was offensive pass interference, that was DeAndre terrible. Hopkins – does OPI every snap. So I see why they didn't overturn it, though. This whole reviewing of uh, DPI and OPI is the dumbest thing the NFL's ever done. Yeah. It's gotten weird, some of those offensive. Jared Wilson has to be a little bit of a surprise, too. He's played pretty good back there. Um, Yeah, but I I think I thought he'd have I mean, I thought he was fine. I, I was never worried that much about Jared. Well, I, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll give Ronnie, Ronnie Harrison played better. 
Well, yeah, that's what I mean. The perception was going into the season that Ronnie Harrison was the one you didn't have to worry about. Jared Wilson was the one that was concerned about it. It's been the exact opposite. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Well, there you have it. The uh, Jags fell 13-12. They're 0-2. They're coming back home Thursday night. And uh, when you come to the stadium Thursday night, be sure to use that new app and secure digital ticketing. The all-new yeah. official Jacksonville Jaguars app features exclusive content, live game streaming, enhanced game day alerts, and much more. In addition, look for secure digital ticketing. That means screenshots of tickets are no longer allowed. Can't use them. Download or update the official Jaguars app on Apple and Android devices. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and we've got social question next on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com. The world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate serving up more. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack Hananiah's Audi Jacksonville and Jack Hananiah's Audi Orange Park give you the power of two. Double the selection and double the savings on over 600 new and pre-owned vehicles with payments from $249 a month. Put the power of two to work for you at Audi Jacksonville and Audi Orange Park. Online at jacksaudis.com. Stock number EN0183790. 75 months and 7% APR with 1500 down. With approved credit. Vehicle subject to prior sale plus tax tag guideline fees.
Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Day after the Jaguars fell in week two in Houston, 13-12. to Coming up, we'll go around the National Football League. Some big-time injury news today. Ooh. Oh, bad day to be a quarterback. 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 Oh. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. We'll get to those coming up. Bad day to be a fan, too, if you want to watch so, good quarterback play, oof. right? I mean, my gosh. Well, how about this, Pete? Hey, Pete, how about the fact that there's teams that were Super Bowl favorites or contenders at 1 p.m. yesterday and are done? Well, what about done by the first half contenders a week ago that are basically done? (laughs) That's crazy, right? How it turns quick. Wait a week, it'll change again. Like, look at the Jaguars. Look at their fortunes in one one quarter, right? I mean, as good as Minshew's played, the perception was that they were done. Uh, You know, so we'll talk about the injuries coming up. But it was a bad day. Did you watch the game last night? There were injuries all over the field. Yeah, right. I mean, the the Falcons' offensive line is uh, like three deep now. What about the Eagles receivers? Every one of them went off at one point. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we'll... I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, con- I'm, con- I'm convinced this non-training camp, non-playing atmosphere doesn't prepare you for the regular season. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're getting hurt because of the Tony. Well, why? Your body's not. Well, okay. Not what callous. about overtraining? Needs to be callous. What about overtraining? These guys are training year-round now. They go to those those facilities and work out year-round. I mean, it's it's become that their bodies, they need to rest more. You guys didn't work out year-round like that. Oh, I did. I was a, I was a specimen. <laughs> Diet, um... workouts, cryo chambers, acupunctures, massage Tony, therapists. have you ever been in a cryo chamber? Uh, those oxide and oxygen tents. I'm my own nutritionist, <laughs> chef. I was vegan, yeah, paleo. The nutritionist, was to walk, the nutritionist was walk down to the end of the hallway and get the creatine slides. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never been in a cryo. I've just heard about them. No, no, you remember the no cryo that had, they sprinkled creatine on top of <laughs> They did not. <laughs> they did not. That's I'm silly. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I love it. Um, but uh, maybe that's it. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, the injuries are crazy. It's out of control. Uh, let's get to social questions. You guys ready for these tonight? I know. Um, oh, yeah. There's a, social. Yeah. We should have heard Very. the phone calls last night on the postgame show. Oh, my goodness. Was it something? Oh, they, they wanted everybody fired. Oh, they wanted people fired and cut and traded, and they wanted it all last night. And they didn't like the play call cut? either. They wanted Jalen cut last night, one of them. No, oh, that's just stupidity. Yeah. yeah, that's what I told him. I would have, I would have given him that guy the old see ya. See ya. Uh, all right, social questions. Here we go from at uh, Matt Curly Riser. Why disregard what was working in exchange for what wasn't? And one, go for two. And two, if you go for two, put the game in the hands of the O line and twenty seven. Both things that didn't get it done all day. It was. We we okay. already said this, but that was a. We've already like said it. We agree. Yeah, I don't like the decision, and I don't like the play call. Uh, the decision for me comes down to this: everybody goes, "Oh, you put it on one play, just go win the game." Why put it on one play when you could put it on more plays and give yourself more life and more options instead of just one play? It makes no sense to me. Again, if it's forty-five, forty-four, and you're going up and down the field, and you can't stop the Texans. I might understand it. I probably would still still would do it, but I would understand it more. 
What uh, what kind of play would have made you happier, Tony? There, uh, a field goal. That's your point. <laughs> Beyond the extra point, <laughs> if you're forced to go for two, what would you have done, Smart Alec? I, I mean, maybe a little rub route, you know, pick play down there, you know, something underneath, you know, if you're gonna want to roll it out, give a run pass option. Well, if you look I mean, at anything, the- anything besides going between the tackles with an offensive line and a running back that struggled to get six inches yesterday. Well, it sounds like, I mean, it was the look the defense gave, right? And that's what Doug Marone said in the press conference a while ago. It, you know, if they would have played back, which they did, they tried to run. If they were going to bring people, they were going to throw. Well, on the left side of the formation, it looked like they crossed up and Dede picked off the guy and, and Cole was open, but there wouldn't have been time because J.J. Watt's going to be in the quarterback's face from the right side there. Well, if the running back comes well, back, well, they the didn't right block him. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have that, Tony? If the run, it looks like if the running back cuts back to the right, he's walking in. Right, just put your head so, down and go. Right. Show the uh, show the show it again. No, but show the from end the zone. End you zone. Can't tell from there. Show it from the end zone. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get back to it. Yeah, it's um, there was, and you're right, Tony. There was, and Pete, there was a hole to the right. You know, the same safety was there to stop him at the goal line, but I think with a little more momentum in that hole, just hindsight, you you go through that hole, you probably get in. I know a 28 and a 32 that would have scored on that play. Wow. wow. So you're putting, it on, you're putting it on Leonard Fournette. Well, you can't see there. You, still, you need something well, you from the end zone. You need the end zone view. We yeah. have the end zone it's view. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. Relax. Who's producing the show? Relax. It's coming. Uh, but, yes, there was a hole. They didn't score. They lost the game by inches down on the goal line on the two-point Here's area. the other thing. Put the ball across. It's no, there's no fumble. Here it is, Tony. Look, walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Put the ball, but also put the ball across. You're, what if you fumble? So what? Put the ball across. Let's move walk on in. to another social question. He walked in. Yeah, I agree. It would have been to his right. Yes. Uh, another social question from at No Toes Down. Does Gardner Minshew remind you of any other current or former player? How about Prime Doug Flutie, Pete? No, he's, he, first of all, he's, he, he's much bigger than Doug Flutie. Let's be clear. He's much taller. Than Doug, yes. And, and you don't want yes. that ever to be your ceiling. <laughs> True. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I mean, Doug Flutie so in college much. was a great player, but so was Minshew. You're talking about NFL Doug Flutie? You don't want that to be your stealing. I just think we need to slow down a little bit before we start comparing the kid. He's played two games. Two games, actually one game in three quarters. What's what's fun in slowing down, though, Tony? Come on, man. Everybody wants to go fast. Yeah, but Tony's right. I mean, there was one game where he came off the bench with nothing to lose against the bad defense, playing catch-up, and it was a second game where – Look, he was pretty good. It wasn't great, and now you got a third week on third game at home on a short week, and we'll see. You know, there's more tape on him. You know, everybody says, "Well, he pre- he prepares to be the starter now," and that's fine. But they also prepare for him to be the starter. I think he carves up Tennessee. Carve. I think it's well, a I mean, you guarantee. Like so you need to get your point somewhere. <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving dinner. He's just going to carve. Just the turkey's ready. Now just go carve yeah, it now. They're the turkey. He's the he's the he's the knife. I don't know the butcher. Yeah. The butcher. <laughs> so he outplays Marcus Moriota on Thursday. Then in your mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not saying much. No, it's not because he doesn't throw the ball down the field at all. By the way, 
Mm. Uh, let's move along. Next social question at Big S Franklin. I know Campbell is playing with an unexplained foot injury, but it still seems like he's lost a step or two. Is this the downslide and possibly the end of the mayor? And he means the mayor of Too Saxonville. premature. Way, way premature. I mean, he's not healthy. Week one, he had to play a position that's not his position, three technique instead of defensive end. I mean, it's too premature. Let's let this thing play out. I agree. Way too early. Now, if you play him like this in week seven or eight, then you got to start sounding the alarm bells. Well, at some point, he's got to get some rest for the foot, too. If it's going to be a lingering thing, it's not just going to magically go away, right? So how do well, you do that? Well. I don't know. This, they haven't really said. He hasn't said much well, about it. He's well, trying to play well, there through. There you go. I mean, until, until we know what it is, we have no idea. Right. Uh, let's move on to another social question at Do Good 100. If not for the lost fumble and crucial penalties, we win that game. How do you correct those things, starting with the fumble? Well, the fumble, you don't get beat as a, on a spin move and get, get hit, hit the quarterback in the backside. I mean, that happens. That's football. Um, penalties are a problem. I, I thought some of the penalties were bogus, in my opinion. The holding penalty on Jalen Taylor against J.J. Watt was just – so ticky-tack. Passion appearance, OPI on D was terrible. Um, so, you know, those things, you know, I think the biggest issue is you have to make the plays that are there when they're there. And, you know, you can go to Gardner early, missing some guys out of the backfield, that are Leonard Fournette on a blitz, wide open. You can go to Jalen Ramsey dropping a pick six. There's, the ball's bouncing around back there, and Clay's is right there to jump on it. You know, it's it, when you're struggling and you're playing with guys who are backups, not starters. You have to make the plays. You can't pass up the opportunities that another team gives you. And I think that's what they did yesterday. They didn't take advantage of any of the opportunities. I mean, Gardner Mitchell getting sacked and fumbling—that happens every NFL game. I mean, it's it's part of the course of a of a football game and. The Texans took advantage of it. They fell on it. There was multiple times. I mean, the ball's on the ground. Yeah, well, two other we times they fumbled, yeah. 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 We didn't we didn't do anything with it, didn't take advantage of it. You know, the pick six. I mean, that's a that's a touchdown. That is that's that that is a walk in touchdown. Jalen catches the ball that hits him between the two and the zero. Yeah, and, and look, um when things don't go your way, they usually go the other way, right? Uh, two years ago they fell on those footballs. Two years ago that would have been a pick six. So somehow, some way, they got to get it back to that kind of mentality and get start making those plays. Tony, I saw you complaining on Twitter about the officiating. <laughs> I wasn't complaining on Twitter. I was on the show. Oh, you know, we're talking. Ted, I said it on Dan. Yeah, I said it on Dan and uh, Dan and Jeff show. Everybody complains about the officiating. It isn't any worse than it's ever been. It's just we. No, I'm just saying, there's two. There was two calls that were just atrocious. But there's always close. calls that are atrocious. Right. When you no, play, my you probably have five or six calls a game that were atrocious. There's always no, atrocious My point calls. is, you just have to have consistency, and there's not consistency. Like the OPI against Westbrook, literally the same officials the next series. You have uh, Will Fuller doing a straight-arm shiver to Trey Herndon pushing off, and they don't call anything. There's hand-fighting with Edie, they call OPI. I mean, it's like you just – I get that they're going to miss calls. I'm fine with that. But consistently, this, like, if you're going to call a game a certain way, just be consistent with it. It's like a, uh, a home and plate umpire in baseball. 
You're going to call everything off the plate, you know, a couple inches. Call it the same way every batter. That's okay. It's not really a strike, but you're consistent at least. In an NBA game, you're fa- if you're going to call it tight, call fouls, call and hand check it. And if not, then you're not going to call it. I agree. That's right. That's all I'm thing. saying. I, I'm with you. But, but officiating, they've always missed calls. It's just we see them over and over again now. Yeah, the missing of calls I get. But when it's incons- the inconsistency of, like, if you're going to call the Juwan Taylor hold against JJ, if that's how you're going to call the game that tight and that, like, close to the vest, fine. But then the Texans offensive line can't go the whole game without one holding penalty. Right. Yeah. That's, that's all right. I'm saying. That's right. Well, but, but then again, there's the rules for the stars and there's rules that aren't for the stars. The Michael so, Jordan that's rules, true. right? Michael Jordan rules. Right? Yeah, Jordan rules. Yeah. Well, based on the first two games, I don't think JJ should get those rules anymore. Wow. <laughs> He's burying JJ. Wow. Send that news flash out. Put the 99 in the uh, rafters. No. Call it a career, huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm just taking a cheap shot sometimes. Well, he got to... dominated week one by Ryan Ramchick. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, shut him out. No, JJ played, JJ played well yesterday. He had a lot, he had a lot of pressure. He, it was a good battle between him and Juwan Taylor. Um, but Taylor held his own for the, for the most part, right? He did. And so, that, listen, we're used to the J.J. of old where he could, you know, he'd hit the quarterback every play and making all these tackles. And he's, not, he's still a very good player. He's just not at that level. Is that not a good team? Um, yeah, it's a good team. I think they're well coached. I think Deshaun Watson's just special. I still, well, I'm, not sold their off, I, I'm not sold on their offensive line. No, it's not good. And they may even make changes on there. Hmm. So, Let's see. I mean, Deshaun, he still gets hit a lot. That's the problem. Well, he holds the ball. No, it's, it, at times he does, but Pete, they, they don't handle movement up front. They don't handle the twist game. I mean, he takes a lot. Still, I mean, last year he was, he was responsible for 20 of the sacks by holding it. But he took well, a couple. Of, he took a couple shots yesterday that were just not just that. I think it was just yeah. He, he took some shots where he's <laughs> his back foot and like there's no chance. Right. No. No. Yesterday there was some guys winning big up front. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, there you have it. The uh, social questions are in. We'll come back and we'll look around the National Football League. The final two segments of the program, including. Those injuries that we touched on, big quarterback injuries in the league yesterday. Coming up at Daly's Place, Chris Young, September. Well, that's already gone. Game of Thrones concert is next. Brantley Gilbert, September 27th. Zach Brown Band in October. Chicago, October 18th. Young Thug and Machine Gun Kelly. I'm sure Tony will be at that one. Daly'sPlace.com for tickets. This is Brantley Gilbert. We'll listen to you right now. Get your tickets. Dailiesplace.com. We're back with more in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. They fold it up and fly. And it hit the Starting praying. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi, I'm Josh Lambeau. Do you like football? Lambeau drills it. You love your little furball? 
Interested in helping homeless pets? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to sign up for Pet Paradise's Points for Pets program. Each time a field goal is made at a Jacksonville Jaguars home game this season, you will receive $3 to use at any Pet Paradise location, and we'll also donate $3 to help North Florida homeless pets. Visit jaguars.com slash petparadise to sign up and let us give your furry friend an unforgettable visit. Hey, Jaguars fans, Hilton Hotels of Orlando and the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving you the opportunity to win the ultimate fan experience plus a two-night stay in Orlando. By going to jaguars.com slash Hilton, you can enter to win a chance to attend a Jags game VIP style with club seats, pregame sideline passes, postgame press conference access, and a two-night stay at an Orlando Hilton Hotel. All you have to do to win Hilton's ultimate fan experience is visit jaguars.com slash Hilton to enter. Entrance must be 21 years or older. Void where prohibited. Visit site for full terms and conditions. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jack Hananias Audi Jacksonville and Jack Hananias Audi Orange Park give you the power of two. Double the selection and double the savings on over 600 new and pre-owned vehicles with payments from $249 a month. Put the power of two to work for you at Audi Jacksonville and Audi Orange Park. Online at jacksaudis.com. Stock number EN01837970517% APR with 1500 down with approved credit vehicle subject to prior sale plus tax tag guideline fees. We're back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. The aftermath of a 13-12 loss for the Jaguars to the Houston Texans. The Jags are now 0-2. And I got, I got bad news, guys. When the when teams are 0-2 in the National Football League, they a lot of times don't get to the playoffs. It's like 13% of the time, all time. 230 teams since 1990 have started 0-2 not including this year, 30 teams have made the playoffs. That's 13%. Three of them won the Super Bowl, though. The 93 Cowboys, the 01 Patriots, and the 07 Giants. The average finish is 6-10. and 10. So there's a chance. you got to turn this well, thing around. The 93 Cowboys was the Emmett Smith holdout year. That's right. So if you look at it since the divisional uh, realignment, 2002, only 11 and a half or 11.4 to be exact. Of the teams that start 0-2 make it. So the Jags are fighting uphill right now. Yeah, that's just how it goes when you start 0-2, but you can turn that thing around starting this Thursday. And But the Saints game, the Saints game got a little easier. Right. That's uh, As we go around the National Football League, the quarterback injuries, the huge story yesterday, Drew Brees out about six weeks or so with 
A ligament issue in his throwing thumb. Crazy and, story. And you know, they say six weeks, but taking snaps, grabbing the football when you get back, that's going to be tough to do. I mean, I, I, I bet that's longer than that. And if you look at their schedule, it's tough, man. They have Seattle, they have Dallas on the schedule, at Seattle, Dallas, the Jaguars, and at the Bears. Those are, I mean, for Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to face some pretty good defenses. Well, I mean, Pete, if he comes back in six weeks, he's not going to be under center. He's going to be taking everything out of the shotgun because that thumb's not going to be ready for a snap under center. How, how long do you think it'll be, Tony, before he can actually get under center? Well, you've got to be able to grip the ball. you got to throw it. I mean, I mean, six weeks is going to be aggressive for him to be on the field. I just can't. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never – I mean, I've had thumb injuries, but I've never had to throw the ball with one. But it seems to me that's a little quick. Looking at that schedule, can they – I mean, if Bridgewater wins half of them, if, it's, if he's out six weeks, if he wins half of them, that would be a big win for the Saints. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you think he can do that, though? I don't know. Yeah, the Saints are at, at Seattle this week, home against the De- that's, Cowboys. That's a loss. Let's go through it. That's a loss. Yeah. The Cowboys are probably a loss now. Uh, home against Tampa. And win that one. At Jax, at Chicago, and home against Arizona. Hey, so the, hey I Pete, I'm not better. sure. Hold on, Pete. Pete, I'm not sure about saying it's a win against Tampa. I watched them on Thursday night. That defense is good. Yeah, well, Cam was terrible. I'm, I'm just saying, but I watched the I watched the opening weekend against the 49ers. Yeah, the Todd Bowles has done a good job with that defense. defense. Yes. Now the other big Very quarterback, other big quarterback news yesterday: Ben Roethlisberger done for the year with an elbow injury, and apparently, apparently, it had lingered for a week or so, and then just during the game yesterday, finally broke down. Um, he's done for the year, and he put out a statement today saying he's got you know some years left on his contract. He's committed to come back and be ready for next season. Is it Tommy John Pete? Is, is that what he's basically having? I don't know, but he was on. They, he wasn't on the injury report, and he had an injury. I mean, that that's a red flag right there for the Steelers. But it, it, he, look, he said he's going to come back and play. Uh, he's thirty-seven. He turns thirty-eight in March, and he makes thirty million dollars a year. So I mean, look. If they if you cut him, they're not going to save that much. So they're not going to get rid of him if he wants to play. But remember, this is a guy that retires every other Tuesday or talks about it, right? <laughs> That's right. That's happened after they're a Jags done. game. They're yeah. done. They're done, right? The Steelers are done. You think so? Yes. Well, I, mean, I do too. I yeah. agree with them. Somebody on our show that one of our shows today, they said the odds went from thirty to or twenty something to one to sixty five to one. I go, no, they went to no chance to one. That's what they went to because they have no chance. <laughs> They'll be 0 and 3. They're going to lose to the Niners this week at San Francisco. And they're 0 and 3, yep. and they got Mason Rudolph. And that defense isn't very good. No. Yeah, and, and when you have a quarterback like Roethlisberger, when he's healthy, he cures your ills. Now they're going to get exposed. They, hey, does Donald lose his job at the end of the year? No. Now this is a this is a free pass. So no. Yeah, and you know they don't change, yeah. they don't change coaches, Tony. Never, you know that. Never, never ever change coaches. Certainly in this instance when his quarterback's hurt, right? It's not not the coach's fault. Uh yeah, they get the Niners coming up, then they're home against the Bengals, home against the Ravens, and then at the Chargers before a bye week. The Steelers. 
Thank you. So there you have it. Um, let's move along to get some games from yesterday. The Ravens and the Cardinals and Lamar Jackson did it again, Pete. Gold jacket. Give it to him. Hey, oh, I mean, gold jacket. Absolutely. It's so funny when when he does this against a bad Arizona defense and a bad Miami defense, everybody goes, oh, gold jacket. Somebody else does it against a bad defense, and they go, oh, look at the defense. I mean, you know, look. But this week they go to Kansas City. And granted, Kansas City's not great on defense. But the environment is tough. Anybody who's played an Arrowhead or been there knows how tough that will be. Let's see this week, okay? Can he keep up with Mahomes? Let's move along to – I'm sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Is that a, That's is that a rhetorical question or is that the real – or you want my response? Well, I mean, so don't, you, don't you think the verdict, my, my the verdict quick answer still is still out no. on him? I actually think he's going to be a good player, Pete. I really do. I've seen, I mean, when I saw him right. training camp, I, I, that's my gut. I think he's going to be good. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's good. He's going to be, I, I mean, it, it'll be another quarterback over the last couple of years that was on the board when the Jaguars could have picked. Oh, see, now you're going negative again, Tony. <laughs> no, I'm doing the Jeff Lagerman. Oh. Yeah, but they got that defensive lineman from Florida. In that spot. <laughs> You're Look, I'll be honest You're with you. Terrible. I'll be honest with you. I would, I wouldn't have taken him either. So I'm not going to. No, I listen. I'm not saying I would have either. I'm joking. It was a complete joke. I wouldn't either. So be unfair. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw three touchdowns, nearly 300 yards yesterday, and the Niners blasted the Bengals 41 to 17. Is Garoppolo back and and for real now, Pete? Well, they just did anything and everything they wanted to on offense yesterday. Look at the rush totals for that team. Any back they put in there ran wild. They all did. They scored touchdowns. They all ran wild. The Bengals actually played good on defense against Seattle, and they were terrible on defense yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo looked better. Remember they buried him on that Thursday, was the Thursday, night, the Thursday night game against Denver in week three of the preseason. Said he was terrible, awful, can't play. He's been pretty good so far. So the Niners are an interesting team. They got a lot of young talent on the team. It's still too early. Let's not overreact. Pete doing his typical overreaction Monday. Where's my overreaction? I didn't say anything. I said they're a pretty yeah, good team. I just you, you said he's back. I know he's what that back means. To, compared compared oh, to what he was in the preseason. Like what is he back from? What is he back to? What does that mean? What has he done? What did he throw for yesterday, JP? Read it again. Uh, let's see. Yesterday he threw for two ninety seven, three touchdowns, an interception. He was seventeen to twenty five passing. And today's NFL, big deal. That's a good. That's not a good game, Cody. <laughs> I'm with you, Pete. He's back, man. Come on. Back from what? Back. Like when you say well, I don't back, know. If he's, I don't know if he's back, but he's back from the abyss that everybody put him in after that preseason game. Yeah, he's back. I to, actually like. I like the 49ers team. I like their defense. Uh, they got talent on that defense. That's a talented yeah, defense. Do. A couple more games here, guys, before break. Lions over the Chargers, 13-10 to was the barn-burning final in this one. Up and down the field, Pete. Well, Jaguars fans will remember this, but Eckler's a good little player, but he fumbles. And he fumbled going into the end zone when they had a chance to extend the lead. And that turned that game around a little bit. And then at the end of the game, Phillip Rivers threw a terrible end zone interception. They didn't have a kicker. They're down three. Badgley's not playing, and they used their punter as the kicker instead of signing a guy, and he missed the field goal earlier in the game, and they probably didn't trust him again, and Rivers threw a bad interception. It was a, it's a bad, that's a bad loss for the Chargers. 
Well, and, and, and they continue to lose people. They were down two corners from week one. They've already lost uh, – Derwin James was out for, since preseason, and they lost Adrian Phillips, Derwin James' backup. I mean, I, I, who's going to play a secondary for them? Yeah, that's a good question. they got problems back there, no doubt about it. Great look for the and – And, Pete, how do you not have a kicker? Don't you have to when you know your kicker's not playing? Yeah, I don't care if your punter is capable of kicking. You got to sign one. You got to get go one. Sign one. I agree. Right. That's that's not not a good I mean, outcome Ved, at all. Vedvik's out there. Oh, nobody wants him. By the way, the kicking <laughs> in the NFL so far has been awful. The Venetary retired today. That was a rough day at the office too. He has it. Goskowski missed three. Oh. Uh, one more game here. The Packers over the Vikings, 21-6. The Packers honored Bart Starr. Cherry Starr was at the game uh, yesterday. And, uh, of course, Brett Favre shows up and the whole deal there. A lot of alumni players for the Packers. Cool. Uh, Packers win, 21-16. Aaron Rodgers getting it done again. And the offense looked better. Uh, no doubt about that. They looked much improved on offense. That defense is good. And, and on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins is bad in big games. He's bad. He was 4 of 14 in the first half, scatter shooting all over the place. Then they get a chance to get back in the game. He throws this interception that was awful. I mean, if Kirk Cousins is my quarterback, I don't feel good about my team at all. Hmm. Well, because he has an awful record against winning teams, doesn't he? Like 5 and and 26 or something. Like, it's bad. Really bad. Yeah. I mean, he's not good. That team has talent, too. Well, he got ninety million fully guaranteed, so I don't think he cares about what you think. Pete. <laughs> no, that's a good point, Tony. That's a good point. Yeah, eighty-four million dollars, and he's five and twenty-six against winning teams in his career. Um, no, let's come back. We'll uh, go out over the rest of the games when we come back, including the kicking issues. And well, Chicago might have found a kicker. By the way, we'll get to that game. That was a great game in Denver. Join us for Thursday Night Football, the Titans-Jaguars game presented by Publix, the official supermarket of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The first 25,000 through the turnstiles get this, if you're watching on Jaguars.com, this teal Jaguars 25-year logo Publix shirt. First 25,000, and then the first 45,000 will get this magnet with the 25 logo on it. Tickets available, Jaguars.com, 633-2000 and 820 kickoff time Thursday for the Jags and the Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football. We're back with more after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. 
How would you like to see your child roaming the same field as our Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, you can if your child is selected as Daly's kickoff kid. One Daly's kickoff kid is chosen before every Jaguars home game to run onto the field and retrieve the tee after the Jaguars kickoff. Your child will also be on the field for the game's official coin toss. Winners receive four club seats, pregame field passes, an autographed Jaguars football, and lots of awesome treats from Daly's. Register your child today at jaguars.com forward slash Daly's KOK. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi, I'm Josh Lambo. Do you like football? Lambo drills it. You love your little furball? Interested in helping homeless pets? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to sign up for Pet Paradise's Points for Pets program. Each time a field goal is made at a Jacksonville Jaguars home game this season, you will receive $3 to use at any Pet Paradise location, and we'll also donate $3 to help North Florida homeless pets. Visit jaguars.com slash petparadise to sign up and let us give your furry friend an unforgettable visit. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. We're back. Final moments of Jaguars happy hour. After the week two loss of the Jaguars in Houston, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Let's continue our look around the National Football League where the Patriots blanked the Dolphins yesterday in Miami 43-0. Antonio Brown played in the game. Not only did he play, Brown had uh, a touchdown catch and three other catches in the game as well, and the Patriots rolled in this one. Pete, um, how, what's, what's going to happen with Brown here? What's your gut on this? Pete, are you with us? What's your gut? I am, JP. Pete, what's your gut on Antonio Brown? What's going to happen this week with him? I don't know. It's it's a civil answer the question. Well, what do you think is going to happen? It's a civil suit. It's hard to make an assessment. Well, they're interviewing her. They interviewed her today or tomorrow. Can't remember. It was either this afternoon. He said. She said. I mean, at this point, yes. I mean, I don't think anything's going to come out of it. Pete, did you happen to read the Sports Illustrated article about him? Yeah, I mean, it's bad. That's a bad look. (laughs) It's a bad look. I mean, you read that Sports Illustrated article, you think he should be suspended for the rest of his life from the NFL, if all that's true. Just just for treating people poorly. And he's had a reputation. I mean, you hear it all the time. And I'm talking about for, like, you know, just in the locker room, how he's been a you know, problem and all that. I don't know all the other stuff. But as a teammate, he's a terrible teammate. Remember when he filmed 
to well, the locker room and put it out? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I, I, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, the NFL is going to start interviewing people, and if they feel like there's enough evidence, they're going to put them on the exempt list and let this thing play out. But there is no criminal charge. And I never understood, I, I, I don't have a full understanding of how this works. Is The young lady um, is filing a civil suit, but th- why wouldn't she file a criminal suit? Because it's not like, and why wouldn't the authorities investigate this? Because it's not just well, I mean, no statute of limitations, to, it's only... Yeah, but that's hard to say, because sometimes, you know, you're fearful of coming forward or whatever. I mean, it, it, you can't put that no, on no, no, I'm, no, I'm, oh, I'm not putting, no, you're missing my point. Not putting it on her, but she did come forward, and she's now doing a civil suit. So why wouldn't you do the criminal suit at the same time? Because if he did what if if he did what she's accusing him of, he needs to be dealt with by forget the civil and forget the NFL, but like there needs to be a punishment. You can't do that kind of stuff. I get yeah, I agree. I mean, so I, I'm not putting weird... anything on her at all. But no, I if you come forward with the civil, you come forward with the civil. Now you're out there. Why too. would you do the criminal? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But she's supposedly meeting with the NFL today, right? Yeah. So. All right. Well, obviously the Dolphins are done. They don't have any life at all no. in South Florida. They're done. They're done. They're they're done. They they didn't. Will have... they go on sixteen? Yes. Who is? Do they have a better chance to go zero and sixteen, or the Patriots going sixteen and zero? They have a better chance of going zero and sixteen. Agreed. Bills over the Giants yesterday, 28-14. to Josh Allen had a touchdown run and a pass in the game, and the Bills get it done. They're 2-0 and all of a sudden, guys. I picked them to go to the playoffs. That was one of my picks that's, to go to the playoffs. That's great. You also picked, the, you picked a lot of teams that aren't going to go to the playoffs. You want to tell us all those? Uh, yeah, Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Way to go, Tony. Uh, yeah, that hurt. I should not open my mouth. Um, Buffalo's good. They have a good defense. I watched them getting ready for this Jets game week one, and it was a goofy game. Uh, but defensively, they played well from the beginning. The pressure, they're aggressive. I'll tell you what, they're always going to have an extra guy in the box and force you to beat them through the air. They're good against the run. So I like what they've done there, and they're a tough team. And I think Josh Allen's going to be a good quarterback. I think he's going to end up being – I don't know if he's going to be great, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. He might end up being the best of that class. The Colts over the Titans, nineteen seventeen. Vinatieri missed some kicks in the game, but boy, the Colts found a way and scored with four thirty-eight to go, and uh, end up with a two-point win against the Titans. Well, it's a good roster. I mean, we talked about roster. this. It's a good roster, and I think Jacoby Brissett is a good football player. He's not Andrew Luck, obviously, but that's going to be a team that's won a lot of games. And don't be surprised at all. If they're fighting for the division, the AFC South come come December. And Mariota was bad, man. He just won't throw the ball down the field. It's bad. Hmm. Cowboys over the Redskins, thirty-one twenty-one. Dak Prescott, here he is. You gonna pay and him? You know what? The new look offense is creative. They have bunches. They have pre-snap movement. They were another one of those teams that got too predictable. And now they, they're doing the dictating to the defense. And I like what they're doing. I think Kellen Moore's done a great job. Yeah, Zeke ran the it's ball. It's hard to argue with the results. Yeah, Zeke ran the ball. Dak was 26 of 30 passing in that football game. The uh, Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs 
28, Raiders 10, and Mahomes was at it early again yesterday. They scored I mean, 28 in the first half. They got not, I mean, so the Raiders must play great defense in the second half. He had four touchdowns in the second quarter. <laughs> That's crazy. It was amazing. That's a weird game, though. Throwing rifle shots down the left sideline. And, and, okay, Demarcus Robinson had 176 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Pretty well, good day at the office right there. You know who didn't have much? Sammy Watkins. 13 targets, six catches, 49 yards in the game. Yeah, he's still tired. He's still tired from yeah. Week one, this was a fantastic game. The Bears beat the Broncos sixteen fourteen. Broncos same exact setup as the Jags. They had scored a touchdown, down thirteen to twelve with thirty one seconds to play. They decided to go for two. They had a false start, so they decided to kick an extra point instead. Well, they missed the extra point, but there was like an offside, so they try for two again. They get the two-point conversion and take the lead. Two plays later, Bears fire the ball down the field, get a timeout with a second left, hit a 53-yard field goal, Bears walk off win in Denver. Crazy game. And at home, the clock didn't run out. There was one second left when he went down and the guy touched him down. Stupid. They yeah. should have won that game, Broncos. That's a crazy win. Crazy win. Terrible. How about the roughing the passer and Bradley Chubb? How is that a penalty? Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. Now, that's <laughs> Probably. Bad. And then finally, uh, last night, the Atlanta Falcons, a 24-20 winner over the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz just getting beat up a little bit more. He was in, out of the game, came back into the game, struggled throughout the night. Matt Ryan, three touchdowns, three picks. Julio Jones with a play at the end, though, on the screen to, to break LA for the touchdown and the win. Great call by Dirk Cotter, by or or Matt Ryan at the line of scrimmage, because they were blitzing him all day. And he was taking shot after shot. They came again, and he called that quick slip screen, and off Julio went. So, uh, you know, that was a big win for the Falcons. Now, don't you think they're they're going to win the division now? I don't know. Matt Ryan does not look very good. Um, no, he, well, he's taking three, a beating too. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, I think the, I think with Drew Brees hurt, like any team could win that besides the Panthers. You think the Panthers are the worst team in the division now? You're, you're all in on the Bucs. I'm not all in. I just think they have a good defense. They can win ugly. I think Bruce Arians is a heck of a coach. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you, I'm not all in. Hey, I, I'd put them as the third favorite. Tony, you want to lock that? No, 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 no. He's got enough bad locks out there hanging out He's there. right. I, I got enough going on right now. <laughs> All right, time for Monday Night Football. The darlings of the NFL offseason were humbled in a week one loss. Can Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., and the Cleveland Browns bounce back tonight as they visit Le'Veon Bell and the 0-1 New York Jets who have a quarantined quarterback? Who you got tonight? Tony, you're on the call. Um, listen, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, Thursday night football is all about the home team always having always having the advantage. I think it was uh, only four wins against 12 losses last year for the road team, and Bucks won week one. And I think the Browns are going to win week two. No Sam Darnold. Um, it's an offensive line that has major issues in New York. I mean, communication-wise, not – I mean, guys sliding, going the wrong way, not picking up easy blitzes. Um and I think the Browns defensively are pretty good. They're really undisciplined with all the penalties and all the stuff that's going on there. But as long as it goes well early for the Browns, I think they win. What I would like to see happen, I'd like to see the Jets 
get going a little bit early and see how the Browns handle adversity because I'm not sure they will. Pete, make a pick quick. I like to I like to get upset. Upset really? special. Upset special. Pete Based locked it. Based on what, Pete? Based on what? I think the Browns' offensive line is abysmal. I think they're going to get after. I know they're missing guys, but they're going to get after the quarterback. All right, guys, got to go. Have a great call, Tony, in New York tonight on Monday Night Football. Pete Prisco in South Florida. We'll see you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.